0: Welcome back to the Secret of a Successful Life series podcast. In the last episode, the McIntosh family was pleasantly surprised to see an article in a major magazine about Harry's work as a chaplain in the South Pacific. In this chapter, the focus will be on the plans the families are making for the present and future times for after the war. The chapter is titled, Dreaming About Life After the War.
1: By late 1943, many Americans were beginning to wish this terrible war would end and soon. There were shortages of food, automobiles, and many other luxuries. It would be nice for all the fighting men to return home again many of the military personnel also thought about life back home after the war some had families to return to and others wanted to settle down get married and raise a family south pacific september 1943 dear clara i miss you and the children so much My work here has been constant with encouraging the troops and other duties that come along. Honey, I have an idea I want to share with you. With the good pay I am making as an officer, what would you think of our setting that back to buy another farm? After we have given the Lord his 10% tithe and paid our taxes out, the income we have left is a fair amount. I was thinking that after the war we could go to any size of church and not have to depend on their salary to support us. We could do this with the farm income as a backup to live on. I think the church should make an effort to grow in size and in their giving. I just feel we could help some struggling churches to grow this way. Would you pray on this idea? and see where the Lord leads us in this adventure. Give my love to the children, and of course, to you. Love, Harry. From another Pacific Island, Jim Nelson finally had a break and wrote to his sweetheart, Mary Benson. September, 1943. Dearest Mary, it's been over two years since we last saw each other, and I miss you so much. I can't wait for this war to get over so I can go back to Iowa and see you. I have your latest picture inside my helmet. With the constant rains we have here, your pretty picture is not only safe and dry, it's close to me. I so appreciate the care packages you send all the time. I think I'm the most spoiled guy in our outfit. No one else has a gal that sends as many baked goodies to eat as you do. I can't tell you where I'm at, but hopefully this war will end soon and we can see each other again. I think of you often and miss you so much. Love, Jim. Jim and Mary both realize that they will surely be married after the war, and they both long for that time. Another member of the Benson family is starting to develop intense feelings for a lifelong partner. September 1943. Dear Dad and Mom, I've been offered a ten day furlough with travel time starting next week. As you know, I get to spend most Sundays with a special family here in Tennessee. I've become quite fond of their only daughter, Virginia. When I come home next week, I would like to bring her with me to meet you. Could Virginia stay with Mary when we come? She's a very nice girl, and I want you to meet her before I end up shipping overseas sometime soon. Your son, Oscar. While Anna folded the letter back into the envelope, David said, Well, Mama, what do you think of having a new daughter-in-law soon? Why, Daddy, who said anything about Oscar and this Virginia getting married? Sometimes you can just read between the lines. I reckon we'd better get a note in the mail and sent out on this afternoon's train. So, sweetheart, what do you want me to write? David, it seems like our son has pretty well made up his mind about this matter. We'd better let him bring this southern belle with him for a visit. And if they want to get married, then I guess that is all right with me. That's how I feel about it, too. If I write this note, can you run it into town so I can get back to work? After the dinner dishes are done, I'll do that. You know, this reminds me of those special visits he used to make to Chicago to see me years ago. I think our son is just like his old daddy. A real determined man when it comes to courting a girl he really likes. Well, boys usually choose a girl like their mother, and this Virginia must be one pretty lady... At that, David wrote a note to Oscar, kissed Anna, and headed out to work. Gathering Virginia's luggage in his barracks bag, the young couple stepped up on the train for the trip to Iowa. The train cars were crowded with wartime travelers, but they found a place to sit together. Sitting down, Virginia leaned over against Oscar as the train started off and whispered, Honey? What will your parents think of me?" Sensing her concern, Oscar looked her in the eyes and said, Relax, sweetheart. They're going to love you. Dad said in his letter that he and Mom are looking forward to meeting you. You know how your parents have made me feel welcome. Well, my family will be just like that. Now, you don't have any brothers or sisters for me to talk to, but I have two sisters. Little Anna May will want to show you all her cats and talk about them. Mary, well, she might seem to be a little tough, but you two will get along just fine. Just bear with her if at first she's trying to determine if you are the right match for me. Let me tell you, Virginia Freeman, you are a good match for me, and I love you very much. At that, Oscar gave Virginia a very tender kiss. After changing trains, eventually Oscar and Mary arrived at the little town of Shaysville, Iowa. David and Anna were waiting at the depot to meet them. Walking toward the young couple, both parents marveled at the tall, slender girl who stood beside their son. Walking up to them, Anna said, You must be Virginia. Oscar has said so much about you in his letters. We're so glad you came to see us. Yes, We're both glad to meet you, David said. Oscar then said to Virginia, Sweetheart, this is my mama, Anna, and my daddy, David. Gathering the luggage, the two couples got into the car and headed for the Benson farm. Riding along, Oscar pointed out the various places of interest to Virginia, like the high school he went to and other places he often spoke about. Arriving home, Mary came out of the house to meet her brother and his special friend. Hi, I'm Mary, Oscar's sister. Hugging Virginia, Mary, then with a mischievous look in her eye, said, I'm looking forward to your visit. There are some things I want to tell you about my brother. Oscar interrupted Mary and said, Mary, I suppose I have this coming after the way I treated you when you first met Jim, and I made you tell that frog story. Looking amazed, Virginia looked at both Oscar and Mary and said, Oscar never told me about any frog story. I sure would like to hear about this. Don't worry, Virginia. Since you're staying in my room with me tonight, we're going to have a good talk. I've already prepared a special batch of chocolate fudge for this occasion. The fudge is cooling in the ice house for tonight. Mary, with all the rationing of the sugar because of the war, that was a real sacrifice for you to make that just for me. I look forward to the visit and to eating that candy. What other stories can you tell me about this brother of yours? Virginia said with a gleaming, mischievous smile. At that, Oscar just rolled his eyes and wondered what those women would be saying about him. At that, Anna said their other daughter, Anna May, was still at school and would be coming home soon. That night at the supper table, David said, Virginia? Tell us about your family. What does your daddy do for a living? Oh, I thought Oscar told you. Daddy is a mortician. Mary, who was sitting across the table, was just eating a bite of food and almost choked when she heard that comment. Catching her breath, she said, You mean an undertaker? Oh, is that what you folks up north call them too? Yes, daddy is an undertaker and a right good one too. Virginia, we have some good friends here that are morticians and I work with them in funeral services. A good mortician is a needed servant for the Lord. Oscar tells us your dad is an elder in the church and your mama teaches Sunday school. That's right, Mr. Benson. Our family is very involved in the church. That's where I met Oscar the first time. That night after Oscar kissed Virginia goodnight, she walked into Mary's bedroom. Have a seat on the bed, Virginia. We have a lot to talk about tonight. At that, Mary got up and showed Virginia a picture of Jim on her dresser. This is my special sweetheart, Jim Nelson. He and her cousin Leo are in the South Pacific. They work as a machine gun crew and have seen some serious action fighting the Japanese. I met him Christmas 1940. We've not seen each other since July of 1941 over two years ago. And we miss each other so much. Continuing on, Mary said, I suppose you want to hear about the frog story. You see, the first time I met Jim, our Oscar, being the mischievous brother he is, insisted I tell how I had to clean a bucket of frogs they had caught. I had agreed to clean any frogs they caught at a family reunion, not thinking they would catch any. When I told that story to Jim, that just made him appreciate me all the more because he knew I would keep my word. Virginia, my brother enjoys a good joke, but I'm very proud of him and I want him to be happy. Looking directly at Virginia, Mary said, So just what are your plans? Mary, I can see that Oscar is very dear to you. I want you to know that I love him very much and would never do anything to hurt him. He started to come to our church and mom and daddy invited him home for Sunday dinner. That's something they've done many times before with other soldier boys, but there was something different about your brother. My parents are a good judge of character and they saw many good things in him. So when he asked me to go see a movie, My parents had no problem with that. Mary, we talked a lot about your family. All good things I want you to know. Over time, we became better and better friends. At that point, Mary got off the bed and pulled out the box of homemade fudge. Opening the box, she said, Virginia, let's enjoy some of this candy. Before the two new friends decided to call it a night, they had talked and laughed into the early hours of the morning talking about all kinds of subjects. Finally, when the fudge was all gone, they decided it was time to go to sleep. Before shutting out the kerosene lamp, Mary said, Virginia, I'm so glad we had this visit. I just had to know what kind of girl you are. I think you'll be a good wife for my brother. I really enjoyed our visit. Mary, thank you so much. You are so much like the sister that I always wanted, but never had until now. I hope that you and Jim get married after the war. The next morning, the two talkative girls got up late. The men were already outside doing farm chores, and Anna was fixing breakfast. You girls must have had quite a visit last night. We fell asleep hearing you talk. Yes, Mama, we heard Dad snoring soon after we started talking. Well, I'm glad you girls had a good time. Virginia, have a seat at the table, and I'll get you some coffee. Thank you, Mrs. Benson. While the women were visiting in the house, David and Oscar were finishing up the morning farm chores. Walking into the barn to finish the milking, Oscar sat down to milk a cow and also visit with his dad. Dad, there's something I want to talk to you about. David continued to milk the cow and was glad Oscar could not see his face. He thought to himself, I knew he was going to talk to me about Virginia. With a wide smile on his face, David said, Go ahead, son. What's on your mind? Dad, I guess you and Mom realize that Virginia and I are pretty serious. We want to get married. What do you think about that? David thought to himself, just what I thought he would say thinking for a moment David said Oscar Virginia seems to be a pretty nice girl from what your mother and I see she loves the Lord very much I guess it really comes down to what you feel God wants you to do and also you are the ones that will look at each other across from the breakfast table for the rest of your lives what do you want dad thank you Now, there's something else I want to talk about. David was caught off guard about this. Not knowing where the conversation was headed and needing some time to stall, he shot a squirt of milk out for the hungry tomcat that was nearby. Clearing his throat, he said, "Uh, Okay, son, go ahead. Dad... After the war, would you be disappointed if I did not come home to farm with you? David had feared that maybe Oscar was going to say Virginia was expecting a baby, yet he knew his son better than that. So breathing a silent sigh of relief, he then said, son, there's an opportunity for you to farm with me, but I don't expect you to do that. What do you have in mind, son? Dad, Virginia's father, Herb Freeman, is a community undertaker, and he would like me to be a partner in his business. What do you think of that? David never imagined his son working as an undertaker. After squirting more milk at the hungry tomcat, he finally said, Son, that's an honorable job. It's a position that... You could serve the lord in if that's what you want to do then go ahead and do it thanks dad i prayed that you would understand i think our artillery unit will be shipping out overseas in a few weeks virginia and i would like to get married before that happens do you think mom and you could come to tennessee and be part of the wedding we'd like you to perform the service dad Squirting more milk for the tomcat, David finally said, Let's talk to your mother about that. Dad, I've helped you milk cows for many years. We've always had plenty of cats around when we milked. But I think you shot more squirts of milk to that old tomcat this morning than in all the times I've helped you milk. I'm glad we could have this talk. Well, son, I'm glad we had this talk also. And just so you know, I have softened up more about feeding the cats since you left to go to the army. Let's finish up and go see your mother. I reckon she has breakfast ready by now. After taking care of the milk from the morning milking, David and Oscar cleaned up and sat down at the table for breakfast. After the family ate the large breakfast, Mary said she would drive Anna Mae to school. Before leaving, Virginia said, Miss Anna Mae, when you get home from school today, Would you give me the honor of showing me those kittens you have? I'm anxious to hear all about them. Then I will have to tell you about our cats we have at our home. Hugging Virginia, Anna Mae said she would look forward to that and said goodbye to everyone before grabbing her lunch and heading out the door. With just David and Anna, with Oscar and Virginia at the table, David said, Mama, these two have something they want to visit with us about. Sitting down beside David and grabbing his hand with a smile on her face, she said, Okay, Dad and I are listening. Thank you, Mama and Daddy. As you realize, Virginia and I love each other very much. We want to get married and would like your blessing. We've already talked with Virginia's parents and they're very supportive of us getting married. Looking at David, Anna said, Your father and I assumed this was why you came, and after praying about it, we've already decided together that we are fine with you two getting married. Joining the conversation, David said, Yes, we wish God's greatest blessings for you. Thank you, Daddy and Mama, Oscar said. Now, there's one more thing we want to tell you. Reaching for David's hand, Virginia said, We don't know when Oscar will ship out, but we think it'll be soon. Oscar has about 10 more days of leave. We want to get married at my parents' home in Tennessee. Dad, if I may call you dad, would you and mom please come? And dad, would you perform the wedding service? Oscar then said, dad and mom, we would like you to go back with us so we can have the wedding this week. Looking at them, Virginia said, It would mean so much to us if you would do that for us. All David could say was, Wow! With tears of joy in her eyes, Anna said, Oh, Oscar and Virginia, we're so honored. Looking at David, Anna said, What do you think, Daddy? This is a good time to get away from the farm. The harvest is still a few weeks off. I think we could get my parents to come stay with the girls and help with the chores. If we need more help, Alfred Fisher would come and help if they need him. So when do you want to go? With excitement in their voices, the young couple said, How about tomorrow? We can get to Tennessee in a couple days, have the wedding that night, and you can come back after that. Wait a minute. What about the marriage license? It'll take some time to get that. Dad, we've already worked that out. We've got the license and Virginia's parents are making the arrangements for the wedding by the end of the week. Looking at David, Anna said, Your son is just like his daddy. This reminds me of when we got married. We didn't know exactly when David could come, but we were ready when he got there. The rest of the day was spent getting the farm work ready, David and Oscar ground feed to fill the animal feeders, so Mary and Grandpa Benson would not have to carry feed for the animals. When the men were finishing up their work, Virginia walked out to see the Iowa farm she'd heard so much about. This was when David came up with an idea that the Freeman family might enjoy. Virginia, does your family enjoy eating popcorn? Why, Mr. Benson, we certainly do like popcorn. With all the rationing of food because of the war, it's hard to get the foods we enjoyed before the war. I want to show you something. Pointing to a storage bin, David showed Virginia the popcorn he'd raised. Oscar's mother has a soft spot for the children's home in St. Louis and has helped to organize canned food drives each year for that home. So we decided to plant some popcorn every year for that home and for family and friends. So we'll make sure you can take some popcorn for your family. Speaking about food, what about ham and bacon? We raise and. Butcher our own meat and preserve it with salt. The meat will not spoil this way, and we're not bound by the rationing of meat. Would your family like some pork? With excitement in her voice, Virginia said her family would be very pleased with the gift. David went on to explain that since there would be some form of reception after the wedding, they could use a ham for that occasion if they liked. David and Nana would be carrying heavy suitcases for this trip. Later that afternoon, when Anna May returned from school, Virginia made a point to see all the kittens that Anna May wanted to show her. At the supper table, the big announcement was made to everyone and the upcoming wedding. Early the next morning, the four excited people boarded the first train out of town and headed for Tennessee. Reaching their destination, the young couple introduced their parents to each other and stepped into Virginia's girlhood home, which was also the funeral home. She explained that whenever they had a funeral service at their home, they had to move the furniture out of the big living room and make room for the funeral service. With a smile on her face, she said, just think, how many girls can actually say they had their wedding service in a funeral home? Oscar and I are so glad that all our parents could be here for this special time. After the special wedding service, both parents welcomed their new family member to their family. With the Oscar Bensons leaving for a brief honeymoon, the Freemans showed David and Anna the local sights and developed a special lasting friendship with each other. Yes, our family has been making many plans for after the war. At this point in my life, I was still in some shock with the sudden death of Bob Martin. I started to attend a Bible school in Texas. I planned to be a journalist or a school teacher. While I didn't know what else to do, I found myself looking forward to the letters from a soldier in the South Pacific named Leo McIntosh. We visited about many things and both enjoyed receiving letters from each other. While neither of us knew where this friendship was headed, we both Enjoyed our friendship, very much.
0: Thank you for joining us today. In the next episode, farm girl, Mary Benson, will move to Tennessee to help her sister-in-law with the new baby. While there, she will meet another soldier and eventually she will receive and accept a marriage proposal. The chapter is titled, Yes, Yes, and a Million Times, Yes. We invite you to listen to this podcast.